This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. Hello, welcome to Beyond the Bell Tower. This is an extremely exciting episode because we have with us Jelena Gatlin, who may be the youngest person to attend North Carolina State University. She is currently in seventh grade, but for the last three years, she has been attending classes with her mom, Connie Gatlin, who is a recent graduate of North Carolina State University and the TRIO program. Welcome, Connie and Jelena. So, do so you want to introduce yourself? Sure, I'm Connie Gatlin. And? Former NC, NC State, State University student. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And um, you're graduated with horticulture science? Yes. So we um, wanted to talk to you, Connie, because you are, you graduated with a bachelor's degree as a parent. And only 33% of parents actually graduate with a bachelor's degree who attempt it. So that's pretty exciting yeah. for you. Well, Did it, does it feel like a big challenge? Like from your experiences? Could now you that it's say? Done, no, <laughs> but during, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you understand why it's so difficult? Oh, definitely. For... Definitely ran into obstacles. Some that you know of, you know, trying to get tests done or finals done and having her homesick or having school off and then me not having school off. So definitely obstacles. And of course, cash, which is always the issue. So. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Because that's the thing with financial aid is it covers the student and not the student's family. Yeah. Yeah. And then the textbooks and I did landscape design, so all the art supplies, that adds up really quickly as well. Mm -hmm. And, of course, just needing to actually, you know, be a family and have food and clothes and everything else during right. the school year. Right. And that's the other thing they say. One of the issues of why students don't graduate is because parents work almost full time, where a traditional student may just work 10 hours. Yeah, I was working at one point for three different employees just so I could get enough hours and you're not supposed to go you're not even supposed to go over 30 hours so that was difficult to try to make it work so I could get in more hours and not have it be noticed that I was working over 30 hours right so right and then you worked 365 days of the year yeah for and one job as well yeah yeah so what did that feel like Jelena with <laughs> You're back because you would go to the greenhouses like on Christmas Day oh, and stuff like yeah, that. I would help her water. It was really cool to go to the greenhouse because it was so 
like different like during yeah. the day during yeah, the exactly. week um there's a lot of people there but on the weekends like when we water and stuff there's not a lot of people and it's really cool to like explore the greenhouses oh that's cool so you didn't mind having to go on christmas or no that can go- that got annoying on christmas but <laughs> right. it's fine she got used to it though because yeah. after a while, she'd be like, okay, so we're going to do that before we do anything Christmas-related. like, yep, a few hours of watering yeah. <laughs> first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you've already started working being young, so, yeah. Helping When's the first the time? Yeah, and yeah, things? yeah, yeah. Because oh. how old was Juliana when you first started college? Oh, Connie. Goodness. What grade were you in? I'm trying to think. Second um, grade. I was in second grade when we moved here. Second With grade. With <laughs> Tiny. But when did you first enroll in college? Um, did you enroll it, it right was after a year. college? It was a year before that. And then I kind of went part-time and worked and and eventually transferred here. So so I would stay with my grandmother a lot when my grandfather went to work. Oh, okay. Before that we moved here. That was a lot here. of fun. You're right. Right. So you were with family to help out. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we moved, that's when it became difficult. She just went everywhere I went. <laughs> right. Right. And that's the a couple of things I wanted to talk about today is how it's important for a university community to understand that students, children are going to have to be with them yeah. on times so like it's there's no other option. And, and some I mean, when I first started, there were some professors. Actually, all my professors were really great when I first started. They didn't mind having her in there, but I was lucky. Jelena would sit still. There are some kids that will not sit still for a few hours. Uh, I guess she was just used to it. But also there were professors that would allow her to take part in the class. There were professors that would allow her to kind of sit off to herself. I had one professor stop class to tell me, she's watching something on the laptop. I don't know if she should be watching that. And I'm like, no, that's fine. It was a mermaid show. He's like, oh, I just saw some skin or something. So I just, I'm like, no, she's fine. So, I mean, there were, there were some really great professors that you know would just allow her to do anything that we she even went to a lab but she got grossed out because she had to sit outside for that i mean there are so many great professors that allowed a lot of things to they probably shouldn't have allowed but you know you just got to make it work and she behaved herself that was the only thing i always told professors if she starts making sounds or anything we'll leave you know i'll miss class there also are classes that i did were they would have it online as well, so everything would be recorded online, so I could go back and listen, which was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Really great tool. Right. So I think that's the big thing. So if you were to run a university, like be in charge, it would be like that kids can come where a pa- or it's understood that a parent's trying to do everything they can, but if a child has to come with them... It has to come with, you know. Yeah, or at least have it. some type of daycare. I mean, war, yeah. with a reasonable, but that's the thing. Daycare is so expensive that you can't afford it. When I first moved, I actually had looked up that NC State had a daycare, but when I got here, there wasn't one. So, you know, there I either was some talk about it or something. I, you know, I was just looking into everything before we moved. It was kind of a, you know, you look into it, but when you get there, you figure it out type of thing. So actually, they did a study. There's a big thing they're trying to do for, because now over a quarter of college students are parents, so there's this, you know, a quarter of the population has children while trying to go to school full time. And that's the thing that they obvious is obvious is that they need child care. And um, so in North Carolina, the cost of having an infant in a child care center is nine thousand dollars a year. But tuition is seven thousand dollars, like college tuition. Yeah. 
and then trying to work to make to make the money just for the childcare would be impossible. Yeah, so you're paying more for your child to be in daycare than you are to attend to actually learn something and get a degree. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that's a big deal. So you I mean, how could anybody expect a full-time student to have money to pay $9,000 for childcare? Yeah. A great idea would be to have the um, education department that wants to work with students to have a program for them, them to help out and maybe, you know, do tutoring or, or some type of daycare or some type of educational program for students mm-hmm. at a discount. Mm-hmm. And then they get experience and volunteer hours as well. Yeah, because um, I know a lot of places do do that. And another thing that campuses do is they have a co-op daycare. So um, people like with a co-op is like you'll volunteer so many hours in the daycare and that helps pay for your child being there. Yeah. And so then you have all these parents like volunteer. So that even cuts down the cost. Yeah. Of daycare. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think also it's like with night classes or taking tests or studying, you need a daycare at all different times, not just a nine to five daycare. When we lived at ES King Village, there was another um, woman working on her degree with a boy about the same age. And so whenever I'd see her on the bus with him and I would be heading home, I'd say, just let him come back home with me, you know, let him relax. And they would play. So, I mean, that was great. She watched Jelena a couple of times as well. So it was, it was helpful. I mean, but you know, you got to kind of build a relationship and when you're busy with school, that's kind of impossible (laughs) with school and work. Right. And actually that's a good point because how do you build a community when you're busy in school and than doing parenting. Yeah. And when they're real little, I mean, you don't want to leave them just with anyone. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. when they're older either, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. scarier when they're smaller. Yeah. No, for sure. Because the big thing that's going on, I have the handout with the government right now, is it's called um, Child Care Block Grants. And that's where states can apply for money to then help subsidize child care. But in North Carolina, the law is, um, they don't have it. They can, you can only even be eligible to apply for as if you're in community college, not in undergrad. What do you think about that, Jelena? You just had a big facial expression. uh, I thought that was, that's kind of weird. I think even if you do get into a good college, I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with community college, but if you do get into a college with a grant or something like that, Mm-hmm. Like a scholarship? Yeah, a scholarship. Uh, if you do get into college with a grant or a scholarship, um, you might have had that for, like, really good grades in school. It doesn't mean that you um, will have it any easier than someone going to a community college. Right, right. And sometimes, too, with um, an undergraduate degree, especially like NC State, and especially um, in the sciences, like with horticulture science, the classes are really extensive because how many hours outside of class did you have to spend like on landscape design and horticulture classes? I don't even know. I didn't even count hours. I mean, as I told Jelena, I would just work on projects and they would never be done in my eye. So it would be, you know, until 10 minutes before the class, maybe all night, you know, so it, it was a lot. Jelena knows lots of weekend work on homework and some online classes I literally only did on the weekends so that yeah. I would have enough time to do all all the classes I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you manage um, 
the school days with your class schedule? Like, how did you um, register for classes around her school schedule? That is why it took me longer than it should have, because <laughs> I made sure it was I could get her to school and then get myself to class and then be there to pick her up. So, so and, and then she did at some point. I don't remember what year it was, but she did have before care and after care. So I'd drop her off at seven and pick her up at six. That's a long day. Was in fifth grade. Was in fifth grade, I think. Because what did you think of before and after care? Uh, before care, you know, it's kind of early, so it's a little dark outside. It depends on, like, if the days are shorter or longer. So if the days are shorter, it's, like, kind of dark outside when you go there. And after care, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I went with some of my friends. But towards the end of the year, um, I need dislocated, and my mom had to, like, help me. So I missed, like, a lot of school that month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but my mom helped me get through it and she went to classes and we would like talk on the phone and text and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, cause that's the thing is life doesn't stop, stop like when you're in school at all, <laughs> you know, so with the yeah. kids, it's not even just having a child. It's like everything that comes along with. Yeah. It was always great to email a professor and say, Jelena's homesick. I got to stay home. And then. The next week, like, oh, now I have to stay home because I'm sick. So I yeah. miss more class. Yeah. And how did they handle that, professors? Most every professor I had, I mean, especially after they met Jelena, they were just fine with anything. And they were very helpful. The, really, the problems I ran into was more testing centers and, and things like that, not really professors. Because you get to know the professors, especially if in the department. And usually, you know, you build a relationship. And so they're more understanding. Mm -hmm. um, one of the first professors that um, let me like come to his class at NC State was Bryce Lane, and he would like let me take notes in class and uh, sit next to my mom and like taking notes and stuff and paying attention and answering questions and things like that. Mm -hmm. So he's mm -hmm. a really good professor. Go Bryce. <laughs> but I think that's the thing, Connie, is when Jillian and I were talking before, that's what she was saying is that she's already learned how to take notes and um like take a college class and know what to expect in a college class where her classmates in middle school usually like the instructors just give her the notes yeah you know they don't really teach how to take them how to take them yeah because mm -hmm. what do you think what do you think her when she first goes to college do you think she'll do better than other kids um, like other i hope so because <laughs> i don't do you, know <laughs> but how do you think her experience will be different than yours well hopefully she won't think that she you know, knows everything that's going on because it's definitely harder when you're actually having to turn things in and do the work. And, you know, I mean, she's doing it now, though, and you mm -hmm. have to do it through high school, middle school, high school, and mm -hmm. you figure it out. So I think she'll do well. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Now, how many years did it take you, Connie, from the first college class you took to the last? Oh, um, gosh. I think it was almost six years, unfortunately, but yeah, six is not, I mean, that's the new five years, you know, five years is the standard now yeah. and then six is not that, that big was, of a deal. That was with, you know, always squeezing at least one or two online classes in so I could do those in the evening without having to go anywhere or mm. fill up the entire weekend. Cause that the first year we were here, I literally every weekend I would be like, it's time for class. And I'd open my laptop. And there would be, you know, some videos, but Jelena always thought that it was live. So it was great. So she'd be really quiet and she would talk in the background.
girlfriend say, did the whole class hear me? I'm like, yeah, shh. <laughs> it was a way to get her to, to not, you know, come over and talk the whole time. Right. And it worked. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, and I think that's the thing. That's actually something that the my current students who are parents talk about is they're trying to do work. They have to say no to their kids, yeah. you know, and they don't want to. You know, basically you're saying leave me alone because what I'm doing in front of me is more important yeah. than you. And that's they're, they really struggle with that. It's hard. I mean— she was she was young, but I would get her to either like I would include her and make her feel like she was doing homework as well. Have her draw a picture of the insect, like when I took beekeeping, and in beekeeping actually she did all the hands-on labs with us, and the instructor had a miniature uh, beekeeping suit for her. Or I'd set her up with something that I know would you know give her hours of play, like sand. Yes, it would make a huge mess, and I'd have to vacuum everything up after, but it, but. I mean, hours worth of play would be worth it. Right. So you just got to find things so that you're not feeling that guilt. I mean, right. I felt it too, but, you know, so that they're, they're busy and they're doing something while you're working. So it's almost even like you're just in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. Because what did you think, Juliana? Yeah, I was occupied with stuff a lot of the time, like um, drawing pictures and like... Um, like she said, playing with sand. She used to, when we lived in Pennsylvania, she would bring me like these little, um, like Schleich horses. That's a German brand, um, home sometimes. And I would play with them a lot. And we made this sand out of like different materials and baby oil is one of the materials to make it like sticky, kind of like kinetic sand, but Mm -hmm. not kinetic Mm -hmm, sand. mm -hmm. And I would play with my horses in that. Or are you into slime? Yeah. (laughs) I think every middle schooler is into slime now. Yeah, um, but I didn't have, a like, a dog for a long time, and I wanted a dog for, like, years and years, and um, so, but before that, I had, like, like, a hermit crab, like, every once in a while, like, my mom would give me a hermit crab, and I would, like, make little obstacles for it, and it would, like, go around in them, but um, I remember when I got my dog, so I was with my grandparents for a while in the summer, and um, I came back, my mom was like, we're gonna go somewhere and she wouldn't tell me where and then we got in the car and she told me to look in a bag and there was a leash and then we went to go see the dog at the SPCA. But that was something too that I didn't want to do. I wanted to put on hold, put on hold, but you know, you can only put things on hold for so long because otherwise her childhood, I mean, she's 12, so. Yeah, when I got a dog, um, um, a lot of times I would just spend like so long teaching her tricks, like I would do it and like, here, now you get this treat. (laughs) And one of the first tricks me mom taught her was like to bring her lease when she has to go to the bathroom so she's not barking at us for like hours. We were like, what do you want? Wow. Connie, was there a situation that you had a hard time kind of coming up with a solution to that you think another student may have? Um, yeah, I spent, I don't, every, I don't know, semester or season, I would spend seriously like hours on the computer searching for summer camps or, um, yearly classes for her after school. I mean, it was a drag. I would have to take her there, but I did that. And Arts Together is a really good one. And Raleigh Little Theater, they have scholarships and they... Uh, Raleigh Theater actually turns no one away. So even if they don't have the money, they don't turn anyone away. And, you know, then it would be like, oh, she's got an hour here. And so I would just bring my stuff with me and sit there and study. So I just made it work so that she wouldn't be bored as well. And so she would actually be doing something versus just sitting at home or waiting for me to, you know, finish studying. So there are things you can do to help them and to help yourself at the same time. So, So Connie, you basically, I mean, it was... 
I don't even know when you slept. So here you are, you're doing all this as a mom, then you're going to school full time. Because how many credits did you take per semester um, average? Average was 12. There was a couple of semesters I tried to be better than like 12. And <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was hard. I think the most I ever took was 14. Yeah. So and then you worked 365 days out of the year. Yeah. Do you know how amazing that is? Mm, it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. Just feels like you get through one thing at a time. If you just yeah. set everything up as one yeah. task, kind of makes mm-hmm. it easier. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I know it's like it's exhausting, and I want to say it's like it probably sucked when you were in the middle of it. It did. On my agenda, right. I would literally have everything written out, mm-hmm. like literally pick up Jelena now for this hour. So everything was just planned. And that was the thing. I mean, and of course, I didn't follow it, you know, to a mm-hmm. T. There'd be times where we would be eating dinner at eight or nine mm-hmm. or or whatever or, you know, just trying to make it work. But I mean, that's that's how I got through it was just one thing at a time. You know, this needs to be done for tomorrow. This needs mm-hmm. to be done for this hour. Mm-hmm. Are you proud of yourself? Um, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't feel as, you know, look now that it's in the past, it's like, oh, it's done. You know, just like anything in life, it's yeah. it seems like it wasn't that big of a deal. But at the time, it definitely was. Yeah, it is so a big deal. <laughs> I mean, I want you to, well, and I guess this is like my feeling, because how long have we known each other? Three or four years? Yeah, I think, I think four. four. Yeah, four years. And that's what I would say is that... In my, like, selfishness, I think you need to feel, like, really good about yourself because you've done more than most students. So when you say, yeah, I have a college degree, then there's this big, huge asterisk, you know, that you worked so hard and you did so well raising your child. Well, that's the thing, though. I wouldn't talk to you. Like if if people don't have somebody to talk to, you know, when they're feeling negative or this or that, I mean, that's what makes it really hard if you don't have any support. I mean, of course I had family and stuff, but nobody nearby. So yes, I took up Sarah's office hours a lot and went and talked. So, I mean, you know, even just about just feeling better, feeling like, like you said, like guilt, just letting that all go and mm-hmm. kind of feeling better about it. Because I know that was a big thing, too, is you being anxious about your class performance and grades. Yeah. Always trying, trying. But yeah, I did good in the end. Uh 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 Uh-huh. And I was actually, which I don't know if I was supposed to, but I was telling Angelina about this, like the (laughs) test anxiety that you had. Oh, definitely. And how you... Changing answers. That was my big problem, always second-guessing myself. Yeah, and then, like, with math. Oh, definitely, yeah. That was... And that that was another great thing, taking yeah. a few classes at a community college, which, you know, at my age with the people that are usually in those classes, there are some older, but usually it was very young, so it felt very awkward. But, you know, I mean, just you do what you got to do to make it work. And I took math and chemistry at the community college and mm-hmm. had a count toward NC State. And that that kind of helped because it is a definitely slower pace. And, you know, you, you can talk to the professors a little bit more than not to say mm-hmm. you can at NC State, but there's, you know, when there's 20 students versus 200, you definitely have more time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you're 
college career, you know, you just may do it differently. But that's actually another thing, like with group projects, because that's a big thing is like group projects and classes. And so you're in a group project with three other 19 year olds. Yeah. How did that (laughs) That, that that go? That was always the the biggest issue. Um, There was a couple of times where it was really, really upsetting to me because I had this this one young lady who was just like, oh, my calendar's full. And I'm like, pull out mine. And I see hers and it's like got five things on it. It's like gym, dinner. I'm like, you can't move the gym or dinner. And she's like, oh, no, if I don't go then, I won't go at all. And I get that. But I'm like, really? I'm like trying to make all this work. And then there was this other class that I actually ended up getting the grade off my record because I did get an F in it because the professor said that I did not do the group project because the guy I was supposed to work with could never meet when I met. And so he wrote the paper and turned it in. Right. And then after the professor talked to him, he said, oh, no, Connie didn't do any of the work, which I hadn't. But I had written my own paper, but he said he only graded the, the group project. And so he gave me an F in the class just straight. And I got it a no. I mean, it, it was upsetting because that was one professor who did not. I mean, he did let Jalen come to class, but he did not have any understanding of what I was actually doing. And he was a father. That was the, the horrible part of it. I mean, but he had no clue as to everything I was going through, trying to just meet up and work on a simple paper and get it done. I think I had gone three different times to the library and they were already done or packing up and gone, you know, as a group project. So, yeah, there were a few times where it was frustrating, but you just got to fight for yourself. Right. And how did you have the nerve to do that? That that takes nerve, I think. It does. That one was really upsetting because, of course, I didn't want an F. Um, And and I didn't know, like, I had searched and searched on on NC State's website and talked to you and finally figured out that, you know, there's a way around it because it, that, of course, is an opinion. You know, I had written my own paper, but yeah, I remember bumping into that professor a couple of years later. It was awkward. <laughs> he, you know, I mean, he just didn't understand how how I had actually tried to write it because that's the thing. I would definitely rather. There were a lot of professors who would um, I would talk to them after class and say, "Listen, I don't want to work in a group. I know it's going to be twice the work for me, or even three times, whatever the project is. I'd rather do it by myself, especially in landscape design." And that one was awful because then I would. I would do that and then I would start doing the work and I'm, you know, all these groups were done maybe a day into the project and I'd be like, oh, I have this sheet I have to do and this and this and this and I have to do it all by myself and I'm nowhere near done. But I would rather do that and know that it's all on me, especially after that F, everything on me instead of having to come there and then hear that somebody didn't finish a part of it or not be able to meet. So it was more work, but it made it easier on myself Mm -hmm. in the end. Yeah, because that's one of the things we're hoping um, professors will take into account when designing their courses is the, the time of it. It's like, no, don't take away time expected for a student to complete the coursework. It's just when you make the times they're able to do it restrictive, like restrict the times. Yeah. And you need like parents need flexibility. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that was the other thing, Jelena, not not so much right now, but she did have a bad time and it was set in stone. And, you know, I mean, it was hard for me. I would maybe take a break and read or something or get her to bed, but it was set in stone. So I had the, the hours after that, you know, stay up late or wake up early and work on stuff. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't necessarily go to the library at 11 o'clock when other people there- would do group projects there were there were times where we were there late and there were times where she came along you know Mm -hmm. and had headphones or had this or that you know but I mean 
like I said, it depended on the age and how long she could sit. Sometimes she could sit for four hours quiet, and other times it'd be an hour in. Are we done yet? Are we going to go? So, I mean, all of, I, I think every single class mate that I ever had in every class had met Jelena at some point, you know, whether it was just during a group project or actually in class. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. And what would you say to instructors who don't like believe that? Like this is the first time they've ever heard that a student would bring a child to class. Like, um, how would you kind of convince them saying it's OK to let students bring kids to class? There <laughs> were professors that were hesitant. But, you know, after they met her and she sat through one class, it would be fine. I remember the very first class she went to was actually um, Lincoln University and it was a history class, and she took notes, took notes, took notes, and she actually turned them in at the end to the professor, and he was amazed. He was like, she actually has dates on here. She was in first grade, so yeah. I was like, yep, she was definitely trying to take notes for what you were saying. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's hard because not every kid is going to sit still. It really depends on the personality, and I was just lucky that she didn't mind sitting still. Mm-hmm. But, you know— my thing was I always, especially to a professor where I would ask if she could come, my thing would always be if she makes any noise or interrupts the class in any way, we will get up and leave quietly, you know, out the back door or, or whatever. So I always gave that, you know, and then would say I realize if I miss anything from that point on that it's, you know, it's my my problem or I'll try to get back up with you and see what, I, what we can talk about later. But, I mean, we, I only had to leave a class once and that was because she wasn't feeling well, so... Mm-hmm. Over the years, she did good. So good job, Jelena. Oh, I think one of the reasons that um, I might be able to like sit and listen to lectures and things like that is because when I was like in like kindergarten and preschool and things like that, and my mom would take me to a lot of like orchestra concerts where they um, had like violin and band and. And plays. We went to a lot of plays. Yeah, I went to a lot of <laughs> events where you would sit quietly and like watch the stage and things like that. And I think that's one of the reasons um, wh- why I can sit quietly and listen to lectures and things. I think that's another reason why why I play violin because inspired by that. Yeah, you were exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a great parenting technique. I don't think I've ever heard that before. It's like start your children out young. She loved all the, the art quiet. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way either. Yeah, yeah. She just loved all that because she used to do ballet before we moved. I didn't have the money to do it when we moved here. And I actually took her to the ballet school and they offered a full scholarship the full first year we were here. And then a few years later... You know, I went back and asked because I couldn't make it work with my schedule. I went back and asked, and they they watched her dance, and they were like, no. And I'm like, well, she hasn't danced in like three years. But, yeah. you know, I mean, you just got to kind of work your schedule and, and see what you can do for your kid, but also see if it helps you. It sounds selfish, but, you know, make it work for both mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like, that's one of the things is you have to be selfish yeah. to be successful. And I don't know if you would agree, Jelena, or not, but I think it's important for kids to see their parents work hard and do well. Do you think, Jillian? Yeah, because I feel like if you do have a kid in college and um, they see you do well, then they might want to like follow in your footsteps or it's nice to have someone that they're proud of you to be inspired by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the thing is that you are, Jillian, is much more likely to go to college 
because one, you don't even probably remember not living on a college campus. I mean, you'll spend the majority of your life living on a college campus. Yeah, she'll be like, that's easy. I did that already. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think the other thing, too, is like seeing what work is necessary, you know, rather than like the standard first year student who comes and like flails, like has no idea what's going on. Yeah. I mean, did you have those students in your classes? Oh, definitely. Who were... <laughs> definitely, definitely. I had one guy who would always, you know, come in and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you smell like alcohol. You know, oh, I was a party. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, all that waste of time. But yeah. I mean, when you're only young once, I guess you got to learn some things on your own. But um, the other thing I want to say is I would also bribe her with stuff. I mean, I bribed her all the time, you know, like <laughs> on the, the brickyard, the things where you can sit and then hear the echo. I'd be like, yeah. if you're quiet for the rest of this class, we can go do that. I mean, it's something that took five minutes. She'd mm-hmm. be like, OK, I'm going to be quiet so I can do that. So, I mean, just mm-hmm. little, it didn't even cost money. It was just a way to get her to reward her for good behavior, I guess, at the end of the class and have her look forward to something or, you know, you could get like a pizza from the cafeteria or something, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. I could make work Mm -hmm. to get her through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And what are some other things like the university as a whole or a professor or even classmates? Like what can they do to be more inclusive of students who are parents? Um, I mean, I, I had a lot of classmates actually in the landscape design that called me mom because they thought it was funny after a while. I'm like, nope, not that old. But I mean, they'd be like, hey, mom, do you got this in your purse or this in your bag? Because they knew, I mean, they saw her all the time. So, you know, and she went with on, on trips for landscape design and she would be in the lab. And I mean, they got so comfortable with her. They would, you know, talk to her. Or she would sit with them at their desk and draw. I mean, there was a, a couple of guys that they were like, oh, she's coming today. And she was just completely comfortable. Like it was a, a old friend or an uncle or something. You know, she got so comfortable in the classroom. There was one professor that had assignments made up for her when she would come in. So she had these special little assignments just for Jelena, which was awesome. Ann Spafford Mm -hmm. and um, Julie as well. They both came up with, you know, assignments just so that she would feel like she was welcome as well. So Mm -hmm. that was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Because what did it feel like? Jelena, with everybody excited to see you and you included in class? I guess I didn't really notice that people were excited to see me, but um, I like to be included. I like to, like, draw the landscapes and learn about, like, a bird's eye view and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. There was Very... one guy in one class, and he was like, why is the professor's kid so friendly with you? And I'm like, that's my kid, but thanks. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. They have no concept. Yeah, Yeah, because he didn't think of me as, you know, having a kid, which is, I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. Um, So when the other thing that I know was a major um, challenge for you, and again, like according to research, that's um, when it's usually like financial family difficulties, why a student who's a parent stops out of college and then does and they like in this research, they'll say that they actually can't even think about returning. Like it just seems too hard. And that's with money and resources, because remember yeah. you would, you know, come in like panicked. Yeah. And so it's like when the the you know, other students who are parents and it looks like, oh, my God, you know, like, I don't even know how I'm going to make it through the next couple of days. 
but you did. Yeah. How do you think you did that? I don't know. Sometimes it would just literally be amazing because like, you know, run out of toothpaste, have no toothpaste, and then I'd get like a sample in the mail or something. I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes things just kind of work out, but... Um, the biggest issue I had was parking and it sounds so silly, but park, you can't park anywhere on campus. You get a $40 ticket just for parking somewhere for 20 minutes if you get caught mm-hmm. and, or, or $20 from the city if you park over the two hour limit. And so that was a big issue for me because I needed to get her from school or I needed to be there, you know, to get her off the bus. So to me, that was one of the more stressful, I mean... Mm-hmm. Of course, getting books, you know, having the books before, I would always try to get them cheaper. And then, you know, you get them and they would come for it. It would take forever f- from eBay or wherever. That was stressful. But the, the parking was very stressful to me. Mm-hmm. I did take the bus a lot in the first couple of years. But, you know, the li- more limited the classes were for me, you know, c- getting closer to graduation, the harder it was that I needed to take classes within the time frame that she was at school. So parking became a big issue for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, and I think that's, I mean, that's sort of a long stretch, but they have special parking for parents in grocery stores. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's or the like farther Chick-fil-A away where they have yeah. it ready to go. It's called mom order, which is kind of wrong. It should be dad or mom yeah. or family. But yeah, but yeah, I remember a professor once told me, just take the bike. I'm like, you, you expect me to pick my kid up on the bike? Like, I mean, you know, you don't know what it is until you're in that situation. And I mean, it was a good suggestion. I, I wasn't rude to the professor. I just mm-hmm. thought, said, oh, yeah, that's that's a great idea. I'll see what I can do. But, you know, some people just don't fully understand. It's like people that have money do not understand what it's like to be poor. You know, that type of mentality. It's just mm-hmm. they don't they can't comprehend the, the stresses or what would stress you out. So mm-hmm. so um, we did a recent survey and we surveyed 7000 students. And like 3,000, it was like 3,400 students um, reported being like very low food insecure, 14% of them. So that's a lot, (laughs) you know, 3,000. Yeah. And um, so that's the piece of that people can't understand. And that's what kind of brought up with the toothpaste. It's like when you don't have any food. Yeah. Yeah. And And what do you have to do to and that's the food. thing. We were on food stamps. And, you know, some people say, you know, food stamps. This. I remember so many times, you know, hearing people talk bad about other people. You know, look at that woman with her nails done and this and that. She's using food stamps. I'm like, you don't know. Maybe she does her own nails. Maybe she works at a nail shop. I mean, you can't judge everybody by based off of your viewpoint. Also, then they would, you know, see signs. I remember so many times on Facebook or, or you know, just on social media in general, people saying, well, look, it says they accept food stamps at this restaurant, that restaurant. So I guess people are like, why, you know, if they're poor, why should they be able to go out to eat? But realistically, if you're that poor and you don't have a kitchen, that's that's why there are those things. It's not so that poor people can go out to eat and feel like they're, you know, having a good time out to eat. It's more because there are some people without kitchens, especially like on college campuses. I mean, we had a kitchen, but because we were in family housing, but there are dorms that, you know, if they don't have a microwave, they might have a shared one somewhere or they might have nothing. I mean, but it's even difficult. where did you get your household items like pots and pans and yeah. silverware? And I mean, that takes money. That does too. And, and there's always good deals, but you know, even if you you can get good deals. You have to get there. So that was the great. I know. I mean, I never used it, but I know there were um, different places that would take. I, I think Trio did that too. Take people to like, let's say Kmart or Target mm-hmm. or something to go shopping. Luckily, there's that new Target now. But I mean, yeah. 
every little thing is an issue that people don't think of. Like you're saying pots and pans or actual food. I mean, and if you don't have a place to cook it, then you have to pay more for that pre-made stuff, which is all more expensive. Also, not as healthy, but it's all more expensive. Trying to eat fresh vegetables and fruit and stuff. And of course, you want to feed your kid that. All of that is way up there in price. You can buy, you know, a lot of ramen or, or beans or something, but, you know, you can't buy the stuff that you actually need. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we definitely, we used food stamps and we used the food pantry and we tried out a couple of different places, which always kind of feel, felt demeaning to me when you, like, um, I remember that one where you go and you sit and you listen to a church service. That part wasn't bad. It was, it was the, you know, I don't know, just taking stuff, if, like shopping without paying. It's kind of like demeaning. Versus food stamps, I felt like it wasn't as big of a deal because I'm still swiping a card and it doesn't look like anything to anybody realistically. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody nobody will notice except the cashier. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you just got to suck up your pride there and, you know, use the resources that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hard thing mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. It's taken me a while, but you just you, you have to ask. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. It's like when you asked, like, Trio for assistance, I mean, I was, like, if you hadn't have asked, I would have been horrified, you know? <laughs> and I'm I'm just thinking, like, oh, yeah, what didn't you ask for? Like, what should you have asked for? And, um, but I think, like, that's the thing is that people will do whatever they can for yeah. you. I found it easier to ask for help when it wasn't based on me. It sounds mm-hmm. silly, but when it was more something I needed for Jelena, it was easier for me to ask because I didn't want to disappoint her or didn't mm-hmm. want to let her down. But when it was just for me, it, it, it's a hard thing to do. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if pride is the right word, but it's just, it feels demeaning to have to ask somebody for something you feel like you should be able to do on your own, like mm-hmm. food or. Embarrassing. Yeah, it feels embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's the thing is that you were working more than a standard stu- traditional student. Yeah and raising a child and going to school. So you were doing everything, like literally everything anybody tells you to do. You know, if you want to get ahead in the world, you need to work, you need to go to school. And you were doing all of that. I mean, and and there were like, um, I worked in the entomology department and I had, luckily I had my own desk in there. So, you know, I could fill it up with snacks and and things and not spend a fortune on trying to go buy stuff at the, you know, around on Hillsborough Street or in the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. So that helps. But, you know, that's, you know, you see all these young kids just walking and spending money. It's kind of like, you know, you feel bitter. You know, they're going out buying coffee and, you know, eating and not thinking about it at all or not using the money that their parents are putting on that card, you know, going somewhere else versus eating at the dining hall or whatever. But I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you just got to make it work for for you that luckily that he offered me that desk workspace so I could actually work there, but also so I could study while I was on campus. So that's what I mean. Like you got to use what you can to your advantage. So I would go in there and study and I would print things. He would allow me to do all that while I wasn't working. And then, you know, come back later in the day and work for a few hours at that same area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say, Jelena? Oh, I remember going to the entomology lab. Uh, my mom would like work with insects and stuff. And I would like sit and draw and like look at the insects, look at the charts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a lot of fun going there. Mm-hmm. I think like some of the students I have now, I don't think they've ever considered bringing their kids 
to class. And I think like from this, Juliana, what we're learning is, no, you're actually benefiting your children by bringing them to class. Yeah, the thing that amazes me, we'd leave a class or like she was saying at entomology, we'd leave and I'd pack up and be exhausted and she'd be like, oh my gosh, we're leaving already? That was so much fun. And I'm like, what? But I mean, kids look at things differently than you do. So I was sitting and working. She was having fun and she just thought of it as, you know, something we were doing together, even though she was doing something separate than me. So Mm -hmm. even though you feel guilt or you feel, you know, like it's boring, your kids might view it completely different than what you think. Mm-hmm. And it's also exciting to see, or kind of, I think, um, enriching to see your kids excited yeah. about something. It's like you can't not be excited when they're excited. Yeah, she liked taking the bus, too, which was always horrible for me, yeah. <laughs> standing and trying to, you know, get a seat or not yeah. spill the coffee I was bringing with me from home. And she would just be like, oh, we're taking the bus. And I'm like, oh, yeah, OK. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, kids just view things differently. So you, mm-hmm. you can't really think of it from your perspective. You have to think of it of how they might view it. And you may, may be surprised they might view it completely different. Yeah, like not every kid probably wants to take notes in a class. So a lot of the times my mom would like, okay, you can bring the laptop and bring headphones, bring something to draw with, something to draw on, mm-hmm. like et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I also think um, that a lot of times people probably struggle because they try to keep everything so separate. Yeah. And you can't keep it separate. Yeah, like my mom used to, when she studied for like exams or finals or things like that, like I remember she took a plan identification class and um, she used to study with me. So I'd like quiz her and she'd read them back to me and things like that. And then I went with her to take one of the tests that we studied for and she went in there and she took it. And then after like all the students were done, I went in there and I named a bunch of different plants. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, my professor was impressed because that was a hard class for me, but she had no problem remembering (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's amazing when yeah kids have better memories than yeah. you. I mean, I rely on my children. I, it was yeah. proof I had studied. That's yeah. what I always said. Proof that I had actually done it. <laughs> yeah. 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 If Jelena can take the test, then <laughs> yeah, then you pass for sure or do a group effort. Yeah. Um, I remember the very first when we first moved here, I had to take her to orientation. I mean, I didn't have anybody to watch her. So, you know, I was trying to unpack stuff and we had to go to orientation. That was when I was like, oh, I realized how hard this can be because we walked around all day and it was like, you know, normal North Carolina weather, summer weather. I wasn't used to it. I had long pants on and I just remember feeling like I was dying. And she was like, are we done yet? Are we done yet? And we walked, you know, all, all over campus. We we did the dining hall lunch thing. And then on the way out, we were finally walking to the car. I'm like, okay, that was like a full day, you know, orientation. And she's like, oh, look, there's posters for sale because they always had sold posters. And there was a sign up. If you can't afford them, ask how you can earn them. And those she asked because she wasn't shy back then. And they said, here, hand out, hand out (laughs) these two stacks. And she did all by herself. She was handing them out to students. And she was in second grade. Yeah, she handed them all out and then earned herself a free poster to decorate with. I mean, I was so exhausted and she was, but she still wanted to do that. So there's always fun things that you wouldn't even think of that your kids want to do. Mm-hmm. on campus yeah Yay. that's great Jelena she's done lots of things she's done tree climbing okay she's done lots of things that I would have when we first moved I would have never thought you know that professors would allow or that she would even want to do so that's I mean that's when I realized it was gonna be hard but we could do it was that first day good for you did you ever doubt that your mom could do it 
um, it got hard and sometimes, but I didn't really think about her not graduating high, uh, almost at high school, <laughs> college that much. I didn't really, I guess I didn't think that she wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That you didn't really because doubt we her in that. It for the long run. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was pretty weird when she graduated. I was like, oh, so I guess I don't get to go to any more <laughs> classes now. Yeah, exactly. But you still get to go to the greenhouses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that still as exciting? Now that you've been doing it for five years, uh, we or six years, we live there like in a separate mm-hmm. little apartment. So yeah, I've gotten used to it. I know the greenhouses pretty well. We lived in two different parts, and um, in the house now, which we've lived in for like like a long time now, uh, I have my own room now and everything. So that's really fun. Um, yeah, but I know the greenhouses pretty well. But I do know people who work there. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's yeah, it's fun going there. Good, 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 good. Is it, what's the last thing you want to say? Words of wisdom. I don't know. Like, it, it just seems impossible at times. But as long as you get past those, you know, you just got to get past one impossible thing. Okay, you don't have groceries this week. You get through that, and then you go to the next. You just keep making it work. You just got to do each thing a step at a time and make sure you have everything written down so you know you, you know when it's coming up again mm-hmm. or you know when you have to start looking at summer camps or whatever just mm-hmm. so that you can get through it they can get through it and you you know they come out feeling good and and like they've done something mm-hmm. and you can get your work done and feel like they have had a good time. Yeah. I mean, just like anyone else, it's just day to day. You got to really it's just you got to get through it and you got to Keep checking things off and keep going. That was the thing. I always had a list of classes that I knew I had to take. And once you check them off, it's, you know, a big relief. Then you know, you've got less and less to go until you're done. Now, Jelena, what advice would you give to the um, kids who have parents in school? Um, You got to try to help your parents out. So make a game out of it. Try to pay attention maybe in class and, like, take down notes because it can be fun depending on what you're learning, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but just try to get through it, mm-hmm. I suppose, and it gets easier. The one thing is I just always wanted her to feel included, like it was me and her, not just mm-hmm. me. So, Which mm-hmm. is hard, but it felt like you and me were getting a degree, right? Not just <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's kind of important. And I know all the professors kind of felt that way, too. Um, felt like it was for both of us, not just for me, because they got to know her so well. So just yeah. try to include them, even if it feels silly. Like she said, she did the review cards with me. I mean, she learned just as much as I did from some of those review cards. So mm-hmm. yeah. if they're old enough, just include them. Even yeah. if it seems like it's over their head, kids actually understand way more than you think. So. Yeah, I think they have better memories. Yeah, way better. She she reminds me of everything. (laughs) Thank you so much, both of you. TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, Our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.